Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the Marketing for Your Boring Business show. I am Desiree Martinez, your host for today, and I am so excited about our awesome guest today. And I, I know I say every episode is awesome, but this one is particularly exciting for me because I have known Jay for a really long time. You might not actually know this, but I met Jay way back many, many, many moons ago where uh, he was speaking at the Social Media Arizona event. And he and his co-author at the time, Amber, were talking about their book, The Now Revolution. And I just instantly like was hooked on Jay's goofiness, his Midwestern charm, and his insane knowledge about how you should be marketing your business on and offline. And I just cannot wait to dive into this talk. But what brings Jay here today is his new book, Talk Triggers. So I want you guys to hit five right now into the comment section so that you can enter to win a copy of Jay's newest book. Uh, you can either pick a hard copy or I can send you the audiobook, which is actually read by Jay and his co-author, Daniel. So before we dive into the show, I really want to make sure that we take time to talk about some love for our sponsors. Today's show is all about word of mouth marketing and one way we can really help your volunteer marketers spread the word about your business is by being consistent about posting your story on social media. But how can you stay consistent if you're always struggling to remember to post? or you just don't know when to do it, or you can't seem to get ahead of it and you just get really bogged down with the idea of doing it and then it just doesn't get done. Well, that is where Sendable is going to be the solution for you. Sendable allows for you to bulk schedule out your posts for all of your social media, including things like Instagram. And now, you're gonna be able to fix everything for your social media with one tool. You're gonna to be able to have a ton of other social uh, media posts, you're gonna be able to monitor your blog, schedule your YouTube channels, monitor the conversation. Everything you need for all of your online content marketing is going to help you with Sendable. And so I wanna make sure that you guys test this out. Make sure you click the link in the description so that you can check out a free version of Sendable and get started with getting ahead on your social media and get that story of yours out there right away. Now we are going to step over into the buzzword. There are so many things happening in the world of marketing, it's hard for anyone to keep up. So with so many new words and phrases and methods, it's enough to make anyone want to give up on their marketing altogether. That is why we have the weekly marketing buzzword with Ben Roberts from the Marketing Buzzword Podcast. I'm going to hand the mic over to him and he's going to share with you this week's buzzword. Hello, Desiree. Can you hear me? Of course I can. Whoa, this is awesome because I had so many technical problems and Desiree was messing me like, get in the show really quickly. And we finally, we made it. It's all okay. Yes. It's important is that you're here. So what hey. is this week's buzzword, Ben? So this week's buzzword, I think it's following on from a little bit of what I talked about actually last week. I was on a Twitter chat called hashtag social ROI, which some of you guys will have heard of. And I was talking about social selling. So this is something I really, I'm a big fan of at the moment. 
I want to sort of explain that a little bit more. So social selling ultimately is the art of, it's like a science and an art together. It's about building long-term relationships and actually having the end mind of selling of selling in mind, but it's not about driving people straight away to sell. So it's not about posting links to buy my stuff, buy my stuff. It's about building those personal relationships. So it's about actually how you can add value, how you can add sort of provide value to your audience without having to actually shove your products down their face so they can know you and become you an expert so i love mark schaefer's book known i think i know you you're a fan of it as well desiree yes. and i love this the idea of becoming a hub of uh, creating a hub of knowledge and about your industry so people know you so when they think about a certain term so be it boring business they know that desiree is the person for it and that's what social selling is so it's ideas creating this community creating this environment where people know you as the expert now the key thing about social selling is you have to have in mind the end of selling if you're not thinking about selling you're just networking online so you need to be having that plan and strategy and actually being strategic about some of the relationships that you have. So it's not about I'm only going to speak to X number of people because they may be customers. That's fine. But it's actually being strategic about the content you create. The more strategic you are, the more niche you are, the more people will know you for that specific thing. So to summarize, social selling is a long term strategy. It's not about banging loads of sales messages at people it's about creating those relationships and it's that like no trust factor people have been talking about like no trust for years and years i remember when i went to first went to social media marketing world in 2016 people were banging on about it then but i think that's one of those few things actually that still holds true in 2018 going into 2019 so social selling that's the buzzword today you know, I think it is actually also a really timely buzzword because we're just off of like oh, the yeah. crazy Black Friday, Cyber Monday nonsense. And there were so many marketers that were like, today is unsubscribe from the email list. I didn't know I signed up day because people were just spamming messages after messages. So great buzzword for this week, Ben. <laughs> We've seen it huge over here because we had this whole GDPR thing, which everyone was going crazy about. And everyone was like, oh, I didn't get any emails for a week. And you know what? I'm still getting those same emails back again. It comes to Christmas time, goes completely out the window. Yeah, I think people really get lost and they get so focused on sales. They forget about like life beyond this like two month period or 45 days of shopping. So I think that this also ties in really well what we're talking about with Jay, which is like that word of mouth marketing where it's like the long game and getting people really to be your brand advocates and stuff like that. So thank you so much for being on the show, Ben. It's always awesome to have you. Anytime. Thanks, Desiree. All right, guys. If you are just tuning in, we're about to dive deep into word of mouth marketing with Jay Bayer. He is a huge marketing hero of mine. And I cannot wait to share him with you guys in just one second. Make sure you guys type five in the comment section below so that you can win a copy of his book, whether you prefer to listen to it or if you prefer a hard copy, whichever one you like, I will send to you. I highly recommend though the audiobook because it's read by Jay and his co-author Dan. So let's bring on Jay. And I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let Jay actually talk all about his goodness because. It's just so much that I think he would do a much better justice. Welcome to the show, Jay. 
Desiree, how are you doing? Nice to have Ben on the show as well. Love the social selling buzzword of the week. Nice of you to bring up our initial meeting at SMADS back in the day uh, when I still lived in Arizona and you lived in Arizona. Now you're in Vegas, I think, and I'm in Indiana. And, you know, the the, the world just keeps on spinning. I keep writing books. You keep doing great podcasts. And uh, good shout out to my buddy Mark Schaefer's book, Known, which is really quite awesome. Yeah, Mark was on this show uh, earlier in the year and he, I just, and I got to meet him at Social Media Marketing World and we had dinner and he's just, he's just as nice as he sounds, just like you. I love when people that I admire. Nah, Mark's nicer than me for sure. <laughs> yes. So Jay, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm the founder of a company called Convince and Convert. We do social media strategy, digital marketing strategy, word of mouth strategy for some of the most iconic brands uh, in the world. We work for uh, Caesars Palace and Allstate and Oracle and the United Nations and Hilton and a bunch of other big brands. And it's a really, really fun opportunity. And we've got uh, people on our team all over the country. We're all virtual. I spend a lot of my time uh, giving presentations around the world and writing books uh, I have a podcast called Social Pros, which is a, a show for big company social media managers. And yeah, I write a very popular blog and all kinds of other stuff. I collect tequila uh, and I'm a certified barbecue judge. Wow. I like those. Those, those are my things. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm down for that tequila and barbecue thing. That's awesome. So Jay, let's dive into word of mouth marketing. So what is word of mouth marketing, especially in our excessively digital world? Yeah, I mean, a word of mouth is just a story that your customers tell about your business. And word of mouth is the original marketing, right? So before we had TV, radio, print, outdoor, social, all we had was word of mouth. Like when you had this caveman, right? And he had this like awesome rock store and he sold sweet, sweet rocks. And, you know, his customer's like, man, this guy's got the best rocks. And he told the other caveman, like, if you want to buy rocks, you should buy rocks from this guy. That's word of mouth marketing. That's literally been around as long as cavemen. And so for, you know, like ever, it was the only marketing. And now we've got all these different uh, types of, of marketing. And at some level, we have forgotten about how important word of mouth is. In fact, the, the data show that word of mouth influences recommendations from real people influences between 50 and 90% of all purchases. So so think about that, Desiree. I mean, that is a tremendous amount of business. And, and especially for small businesses who don't spend a ton of money on advertising, word of mouth is, is really, really important to their success. But here's the part that's crazy to me and why Daniel and I wrote this book. Nobody has a word of mouth strategy. Right, so, so you might have a marketing strategy, you might have a sales strategy, you might have a social media strategy, you might have a public relations strategy, but nobody has a word of mouth strategy. We, we just take it for granted. We just assume that our customers will talk about us and that they'll say nice things about us. But why do we think that? And how do we know that? We're not really giving them a story to tell. So the reason we wrote this book is to give people a framework for how to do word of mouth on purpose. Because right now, everybody is doing word of mouth on accident and that's not good enough. So how do we create word of mouth on purpose, especially on like a small, boring business scale? It's actually easier for a small, boring business, frankly, um, than it is for a big complex company. All you have to do is purposefully, strategically, create what we call a talk trigger, which okay. is an operational differentiator that compels conversation. Okay. 
It's something that you do differently in your business that customers notice and then talk about. All word of mouth is, is storytelling. So what you're doing with a word of mouth strategy is giving customers a specific story to tell over and over and over and doing that on purpose. Instead of just sort of letting them figure it out, you're you're doing something that you know will be worthy of conversation because I you know here's the truth. The best way to grow any business, and in fact I would say it's in particular boring businesses, is to have your customers do that growing for you. The more your customers can tell your story, the less you have to tell your story and the better off you'll be. So you just have to find one thing that you can do different that people will talk about. And that's what the book is all about is how to come up with that thing. Yeah. So what do you think? Like what's, I know that you, I'm in your Facebook group for talk triggers and it's awesome. Cause I love that you share new talk triggers that you find and all the and time. It's so fun. There's new examples every day. I find new examples. It's such a blast. Yeah, no, I, and I love that because it, it just really kind of inspires you as a business owner to really think like, what is the like reason for my business? Like, what's the story I can tell? Because I think that there's such a big difference the whole time I'm reading your book. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because there's such a difference between like your story and then I think almost like the 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 connecting point. I think like everyone's mm-hmm. story. Like I became a dentist because I dreamed of doing it as a kid or I'm a third generation roofer for my company, you know, right. for my family. Like there's all that kind of stuff. But like when you can attach a talk trigger to it, I think that it almost just becomes this like unofficial mission for your business. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's partially because talk triggers are not really marketing, not not in the classic sense that we think of marketing, right? It's not a, a campaign or a coupon um, or a contest. It's not a, a promotion. It, it is an operational decision that you make that then creates marketing advantages because it gives people a consistent story. So let me give you an example uh, of a talk trigger, probably help uh, people who are listening and watching at home. Uh, and this was not in the book. So it's, and I don't even know if you know this one, cause I'm not certain I've talked about this one in the Facebook group. So this might be new for you too, Desiree. Um, I was in uh, Seattle uh, this summer doing a, a presentation guy comes up to me afterwards and says, uh, hey, I've got a, an idea for a talk trigger. I'm like, great. Uh, it's like, do you, uh, uh, do you know this story? I said, I don't think so because I, I don't have any Seattle stories, so probably not. He's like, okay, here's how it works. So there's a doctor in Seattle. I'm like, okay. Uh, and he's a surgeon. Okay. <laughs> he only does vasectomies. And I'm like, okay. now you have my attention. Go on. And he said, and his name is Dr. Snip. Now, that's amazing, right? Okay. And I'm like, that's incredible. But he said, no, but that's not the talk trigger. And he's like, there's more. I'm like, oh, well, now you definitely have my attention. So here's how it works. Every patient at Dr. Snip, right, vasectomy surgeon, on the way out after they've had the vasectomy procedure, they get three things. You get insurance paperwork, you get the post-operative care instructions, like the frozen bag of peas and what have you. And then you get a small black box. And in that small black box, every single patient at Dr. Snip, vasectomy surgeon, inside that small black box is an engraved silver pocket knife. 
And on that pocket knife, it says Dr. Snip vasectomy surgeon. Now you can imagine you're, 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 you're playing golf, you're watching football, you're on your boat, you're hanging out with your buddies and you open a beer with this knife and the guy's like, Hey Lenny, that's a sweet knife. Where'd you get this knife? Where'd I get this knife? I got this knife from Dr. Snip, the vasectomy surgeon. And it's such a good talk trigger because if you've had a vasectomy, who is likely to want a vasectomy? Probably the wives of your friends. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and so, you know, birds of, a feather, birds of a feather, right? So it is a really good example. Now, is that marketing? Yeah, kind of. But it's an operational decision. It's a choice that they make in their business, right? They don't have to do that. They've chosen to give every customer a pocket knife that says Dr. Snip on it. And that knife is the story that people tell. I'll give you another example from an even more boring business. There is an accounting firm in Indianapolis called Bogdanoff and Doges. And I just found this randomly. I was doing a presentation in Indianapolis looking for local examples. It's an accounting firm, right? Like two principals, Bogdanoff and Doges. They have a couple of associates, you know, small neighborhood accounting firm. Their talk trigger is that they are super duper fast and responsive. So if you look at the Google reviews of this accounting firm, first, they have hundreds of Google reviews, which is crazy for a local accounting firm. Second, almost every single review says something like, I sent Tim an email and he got back to me right away. I called Larry and he called me back within five minutes. So it turns out this accounting firm has a rule that they contact every client back within five minutes, phone or email. Now, you do not expect that from an accounting firm. No. Like, you don't expect them to be that like on top of it. And, and so that becomes their talk trigger. And their customers tell that story all the time to their friends. That's an operational choice that they have made to be that fast, to be that responsive. And that operational choice propels their boring business forward because it gives their customers a consistent story to tell. That's, that's so neat. I love how you said you have to make an operational choice for your business to have that talk trigger. So do you think that there when you're putting when you're when you're trying to put together a word of mouth strategy, do you think that you have to promote like your operational choice or what you're doing or this unique thing that you talk about? Because I remember my favorite example of this is how is the Cheesecake Factory one that you mm-hmm. talk about in your book. The yep. Cheesecake Factory does like very little marketing for yes. their business, but everyone knows yes. them because they have this super long menu. Yes. And so I and I, they don't do anything to market it. So, like, you, is, is it your talk center about a marketing piece or something that you do? Or is it just, like, a pleasant surprise? Like, how yeah. How would you describe that? Okay, let me, let me answer that a couple different ways. Um, first, your talk trigger has to be remarkable, okay. meaning, meaning that it is worthy of remark. It's a story worth telling. And we only tell stories about things that we didn't expect to happen because otherwise there's no story there. Like, I don't know everybody uh, listening today. I probably know some of you in addition to Desiree, but, but I know this, nobody ever says, Hey, let me tell you about this perfectly adequate experience I had last night. Like just nobody says that, right? Cause that's a, that, that story is crap. Um, and, and so it has to be something they don't expect. So if you advertise, your talk trigger too much, then people know what's going to happen. And then that's not unexpected anymore. So they don't talk about it as much. There's also a saying in business that's not entirely true, but it's true enough. And it says this, 
advertising is a tax paid by the unremarkable. That, that businesses that, that have talk triggers don't have to advertise very much because the talk trigger is the advertising. And, and there's that, you know, the, the, the silver pocket knife is primarily the advertising for Dr. Snip, right? So there's definitely some truth to that too, that if you do this well, it means that you probably have to spend less on advertising. However, as we talk about in the book, um, towards the end in the six step process, what smart people do who have talk triggers is they put a little bit of time and a little bit of effort into what we call amplifying their trigger just reminding people uh, of what it is. So you might tweet about it on occasion. You might talk about it in your email every once in a while. You might mention it on your website just a little bit. So you're just, you're just sprinkling a little gas on that fire, um, just enough to kind of make sure that people notice it and remember it. That's the best way to do it. But not a full-blown you know, star of the campaign is your talk trigger. At that point, you sort of let the cat out of the bag, you know? Yeah, like if everybody knew, like if everybody knew they were going to get a knife, like if you knew before you walked in the door, like, oh, I'm going to get a knife because I saw an ad for the knife. Like if we didn't hear about it from a friend, but they had a print ad, which was, and everybody who comes to Dr. Snip gets a sweet knife on the way out the door. When you got that knife, you wouldn't be as likely to talk about it because it wasn't unexpected. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I, I like it. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $140 a month. All-in-One started with the mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they're stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility, no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $140 a month, All-in-One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising, and more. All-in-One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now, back to the show. So I have another question, but real quick. Guys, if you are just tuning in, we are talking with Jay Bear about how you can use word-of-mouth marketing to create volunteer marketers for your business through talk triggers. And he has a fantastic new book out called Talk Triggers that he co-wrote with another guy named Dan. And we're giving away a free copy. Just type five in the comments now. You can either get a hard copy of your choice or you can get an audiobook, which is the one I would recommend because Jay and Dan read it together and it's awesome. So Jay, what is the difference between a talk trigger and a mission? So a mission is, is usually the, what we would call sort of the reason that your business exists, right? It, it's sort of like what, what you are trying to accomplish as an organization. A talk trigger is just a story, right? And, and so your business could have a lot of other elements to it, a lot of other purpose to it, a lot of other layers to it. The talk trigger is just the one thing that you really try to be the, the story that you tell. And, 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 and it's an important concept, Desiree, because... Every business, in theory, has two, four, six, eight, ten talk triggers if they want to make that the story. The talk trigger is the one that you're, you're trying to purposefully get told over and over, right? So that doesn't mean that's the only thing that's interesting or worthwhile in your company. It's just the one that you're really trying to, to emphasize 
um, to your customers and you want your customers to tell their friends uh, about. Even um, we talked about Cheesecake Factory, right? So Cheesecake Factory talk trigger is their giant menu, right? The, the Cheesecake Factory menu is 5,940 words long. They make chicken 85 different ways. Okay, that's unusual. That is absurd, right? That is the number one people, the number one story that people talk about uh, about Cheesecake Factory. I know this because we did a whole study of Cheesecake Factory customers for the book. However, there are other things about the Cheesecake Factory that people tell stories about sometimes. They tell stories about the number of kinds of cheesecake. They tell stories about the really weird decor in a Cheesecake Factory. It's like a crazy, like, Disney meets Versailles kind of a mashup. It's really kooky. Um, they tell sometimes stories about the quality of the food. They tell stories sometimes about the giant portions. So all of those are stories that get told. But the menu size is the one that gets told most often, right? And so that's the one that's the talk trigger. It doesn't mean that that's the only thing that your business does, which would be your mission. You're right? The mission is like, why do we exist? The talk trigger is what story do we want people to tell? Because most people are not going to tell a story about your mission. I mean, it, it could be true. It, I mean, that, that, that's not impossible. But most of the time, that's not going to be the story. So do you think that there's almost like a talk trigger almost like kind of gives you like a nickname? Like I love in the book, we talk about the, the root beer tire company. Like mm-hmm. when they pull out your tires and give you a bottle of local root beer in your yep. cup holder. And yep. you can look, they're just known as the Rupert guys. Yeah. Yep. So do you think that almost like that's a kind of like the goal of a doctor? Like that, that the technical doctor is down. He's like, he's the nice guy. I mean, this is dangerous. Almost. Yes. Well, I, I don't know if I would say that's the goal, but it certainly is evidence that it's working. Right. So one of my favorite yeah. stories in the book is from Skip's Kitchen, which is a, a restaurant in Sacramento where when you order your food, the counter person brings out a deck of cards and fans the cards out face down in front of you and says, pick a card. And if you pick a joker, your entire meal is free. That's their talk trigger. And, and there's a line to get in every day. It's a massively popular restaurant. They never advertise. And, and this talk trigger is really, really powerful. Um, three people approximately per day win. And when they win, they go batshit crazy, right? They're taking like patty melt selfies and they're calling their mom and they're like, you know, putting reviews on Yelp and putting posts on Insta. It's like a whole thing, right? In Sacramento, where the restaurant is located, most people don't call it Skip's Kitchen. They call it That Joker Restaurant. So (laughs) obviously, obviously it's a talk trigger that works if people, you know, are really referring to the talk trigger, like you said, the root beer tire guys, the pocket knife vasectomy surgeon, you know, that that's, that's how, you know, you got something. Yeah, no, that, that's actually a great way to do it. I like the nickname people associate with it. And I think that it's like, I like how you say it's almost like an office of this place. So um, we have a couple questions in the comments I want to bring up real quick. Real quick, guys, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Jay Bear about how you can use word of mouth marketing to create business or volunteer marketers for your business using pop triggers. And make sure you hit five now in the comment section to enter to win a copy of his book, Hell, you to give you a hard copy or a audio version, which I recommend because Jay and Jan did it and it's awesome. So Ben, who uh, from our buzzword, has a question. How do you get 
uh, your company to buy into these operational decisions to have a company? Uh, ben asked a great question here, and and the key is while talk triggers are often led by marketers. Because it is an operational choice, everybody has to be involved. So in the book, we talk about how you, you need to have um, a whole group of people that works on this, even in a small company, right? So it needs to be somebody from customer service, somebody from sales, management, somebody from finance, you know, legal, like whatever you have, like everybody needs to be in on this because this is something that, that all parts of the company have to get behind uh, and, and have to support, right? So uh, the best way to get buy-in is to is to say well what if our business grew significantly because our customers became volunteer marketers what if we had to spend less money on advertising than ever would everybody be in favor of that we would be in favor of that okay (laughs) then let's work together to come up with what we call a candidate talk trigger and let's test that talk trigger with a certain number of customers and then measure the effectiveness. And then if it works, then you roll it out to the whole company. So one of the, the worst ways to do this, the worst way to do this, is to just brainstorm, come up with one, and then implement it in the business. Because you don't know if it's going to work. You haven't gotten any customer feedback. Um, you really should follow the process that we lay out in the book. It's the exact same process we use when we create talk triggers for companies uh, and my consulting firm, we basically just took our process and put it in the book. So you really are better off following the process. In fact, um, to help people with that, we're rolling out a word of mouth marketing masterclass um, soon and people will be able to sign up for the course. And Daniel and I are going to lead this 12 week course to help people uh, create and implement their talk triggers. Um, Yes, please. Jay, that's awesome. I bet people probably even ask me for that for a long time with <laughs> that masterclass. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yes. So, I'm going to wrap up with just one more question for you today, and that is why do you think doctors don't always work? Like, what is it that sporting business owners are doing wrong with, yeah. when it comes to doctors? Uh, three reasons. One, if you don't listen to customers before you create the talk trigger, you might think something is talkable because you think it's cool, but your customers don't think it's talkable, which is why it's really important to interview customers before you create a talk trigger. The second reason it might fail is you roll a talk trigger out and your competition matches it. So like we talked about the rip your tire guys. So if you're the guy who, who does tires in your town and you give them a bottle of local root beer on the passenger seat and then all of a sudden the other two tire guys in town do the same thing it's going to be pretty hard for yours to be a talk trigger because now everybody does it right so sometimes they just rip you off and it no longer becomes talkable and then the third reason is sometimes um just just what is talkable changes so you may remember desiree that that um for a long time uh the business um enterprise rental car had a talk trigger and it was, we'll pick you up, right? And they, they would, that was their whole thing. That was even their slogan. And they would come drop off your rental car or pick you up or whatever. And budget wouldn't do that. Hertz wouldn't do that. Avis wouldn't do that. They're the only ones who would do it. Well, that was pretty cool until Uber. And now if I can get a car anytime, why do I need the weird rental car kid to pick me up? That's, I don't, that's strange. I don't need that. Yeah. Right. So, so. You know, that, that is a talk trigger that no longer resonates with people. 
even a better example, perhaps. You, you might remember when um, a few years ago, when Zappos rolled out free two-way shipping. Remember that? So, so you could buy some shoes. If you didn't like the shoes, you could send it back, and they wouldn't charge you to send it back. And people like, yeah, like, it, was like Tony, it was like the foundation of like Tony Shay's book. I mean, it was such a crazy thing, right? You're like, wait, so I have no risk. Like, if I don't like these shoes, like, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna cost me any money to try um, these shoes, and maybe you know, I like them, maybe I don't. And that was a giant talk trigger. Yes. But now almost everybody in e-commerce does free two-way shipping, right? So, so now, you know, you're not like, hey, guess what? You won't believe what this website does. Free two-way shipping says nobody now, because <laughs> the world, the that world has changed, right? And and sometimes that happens, right? So sometimes you've got a talk trigger, and then it just stop, it just stops working because what people expect, what becomes kind of common. Um, it, it just changes, right? Like I remember when Taco Bell first went 24 hours a day. I was like, holy cow, this is a game changer, right? And I was at the point in my life where, where eating tacos at 3 a.m. seemed like a good and routine exercise. Um, you know, not so much now, but when that happened, I was like, oh my God, I can get tacos at any moment. And that seemed awesome. I know. And now lots of people open 24 hours, right? It's not that big of a deal. So sometimes just the world changes and, and you got to come up with a different talk trigger. Yeah. Um, I also find it interesting when talk just become, like, expected. Like, I yeah. love, there's, like, the meme that talks about, like, go to an online store and spend $300, but pauses when they have to pay for shipping because Amazon <laughs> has its all conditions to I know. expect free shipping on stuff. It's so and true. It is. And so um, I think that that, so what, I guess I need to add this. So when your talk trigger becomes no longer a talk trigger. What do you do? You just go back. You just you just go right back to the same process that you used to create the first talk trigger, and you just come up with a new one. Same system. Uh, and in fact, usually what we do is we recommend you come up with five or six potential talk triggers, and then you roll one out, keep the others in reserve, and if that one stops working, you go back to the list and roll out the second one. Right. So you, you just you just repeat the process. And that isn't like considered spammy or reaching or anything like that it doesn't does that border on the line of like being more marketing less talk triggers i don't think so because the talk trigger is really only discovered by customers and the operations of your business right so so they're, they're only going to come across it you know once they actually interact with you it's not like you're you know sending out a video introducing the new talk trigger typically it's you know if if, if like um you know, let's say the root beer guy right so let's say you, you you're in the tire business you give everybody root beer, then all the competitors start doing root beer too. So that's no longer a talk trigger. So now you change it. Um, so now what you do is when you drop off their car, um, you give them be a good example. Um, how about this? You, you know who the customer is because they had to sign some paperwork. You have somebody in your team go to Facebook and you Facebook stalk them and you find their best picture, you print out their best picture from Facebook on a photo printer in the office of your tire shop, and you put it in a tiny silver frame. And when you drop off the car, their best Facebook photo was sitting on the passenger seat in a tiny silver frame. Now, I just made that up, which is not the way to come up with a talk trigger, no, but would, would you tell that story? Hells yeah, you would tell that story. So if you had the root beer thing, and somebody copied it, you just go to another thing. I just came up with one in 10 seconds. So it's not that hard. In, in our boring businesses defense, this is what you are, but... <laughs> True. 
That is true. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's not free, right? You got to have frames. You got to have somebody print photos. You got to have a photo pa- paper and all that. And, and, and I want to make sure people understand that point. You can even add a number one Facebook fan. Yeah, I mean, a talk trigger is not free, but it's way cheaper than spending money to get customers the old way, for sure. I think it's almost like the talk trigger is a way to keep your existing customers coming back, and and then they're advocating for you. That's it. Well, and, and the thing that we haven't talked about so much here that's important is we trust each other more than ever, and, and we trust businesses less than ever. So the more you can get your customers to tell your story, the less you have to tell your story, and the more persuasive it becomes overall. Yeah, that's actually a really, really interesting. Like, and I think that because of the internet and online marketing, and it's like, what's the saying? Like, you know, something is doomed to fail once marketers get a hold of it, or something, or something yes, becomes less popular when marketers that. Yeah. get a hold of it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and I can. See this happening with prospectors. People are like, yeah. if that's prospectors, that's something you just like go out and then. Yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts on our boring, for our boring businesses when it comes to what about marketing? You got to have the courage. You got to, yeah. I mean, it's all about courage. Look, I don't know everything, but I do know this. Same as lame. And and the more you try to fit in, the more your customers will tune out. So you have to have the courage to do one thing. Just one. I'm not asking much. Do one thing different in the operations of your business. One thing purposely different that your customers don't expect. Do it every time for every customer, not just on Wednesdays, not just on ladies night, not just for your best customers. Do it every single time and your customers will tell that story to their friends. And those customers' friends will become your new customers. And that is by far the most cost-effective way to grow any boring business. That is, I think, a great way to end our podcast. Jay, if people were to follow you in one place, what is your favorite place? Oh, geez, that's a good question. If they could follow me in one place, probably the best place to go is convinceandconvert.com because that is our uh, digital magazine. We have 5,000 articles on on digital marketing, uh, customer service, and customer experience for boring businesses uh, and others. Uh, We've got podcasts and webinars and videos and all that. That's probably the best place, uh, convinceandconvert.com. Uh, best place to follow me is probably on Twitter. Awesome. All right. And the winner of today's audiobook oh, or our hard copy goes to Laura, who also was our most active chatter Laura, today. Laura. So, way to go, Laura. Wait, make sure to DM me which way you want your book, whether it's an audio or a hard copy. And thank you so much for being on this show, Jay. It is always amazing. Hear you speak, but I'm excited that I got to have this one-on-one conversation with you. So oh, it was a blast. Thanks so much. Get that message to me in that cluttered news feed. Like we always say, military life is never goodbye. It is to you soon. So until next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast was presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.